Welcome to the Loser's Corner, your place for Delt Legends fantasy news. And now, your hosts, Ray Goulet and Shane Yardley. Hey everybody and welcome in to the Loser's Corner. As always, I'm Ray Goulet, host with the most amount of losses or whatever last year. Um, and I'm joined as always by Shane Yardley. How's it going, Shane? Hey guys. It's going great. I'm feeling very good this week. I'm feeling different. <laughs> All right, well, let's get it started. Uh, do we go to Trash Mountain first off, or do we want to go with one of the more boring matchups? You want know, to actually, instead of going to another to a game first, let's talk about the the big uh, free agent pickup of the week. Uh, because I said I wanted to talk about this uh, when it came up on the Facebook group. Are you talking about Marquise Brown? Because I would say that was the best free agent pickup this week. Uh, well, that that was a trade, so I don't know that's really a free agent pickup. Right, right, but l- l- let me just – I'll throw it out real quick because I want to talk about something that I'm proud of, um, and I can't do that this week and talk about my game. So um, I picked up Will Disley for $12 a fab, 12 or $13 a fab, and uh, was able to flip him for Marquise Brown, who I had offered a trade for at the uh, – during last week, right after my game. Um, so, I'm pretty proud of that. I thought that was a good pickup. $12, $13 of fab for the number one wide receiver on the Ravens. I, I'll, I'll take that any day. Yeah, no, I think that was a steal. Um, I guess I'm concerned. I just remember that you have uh, TJ Hawkinson as your tight end. So, while I don't think Will Disley would be the, uh, the uh, solution either... Um, I still think that Marquise Brown is he's he's a stud. He's going to be really good and fun to watch. So I'm still waiting for Hawkinson to actually come down with the touchdowns that he's thrown. Um, they're there. <laughs> he just doesn't want to take them. And then there's penalties too. So, uh, but let's go into what you actually said before I so rudely interrupted you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so Chuck came up with the uh, the big free agent acquisition of the week. Um, with uh with with Gallman. Um uh, best of luck to Chuck. Uh I don't think that uh that it's gonna pan out though. I official prediction in two weeks they've picked up someone off the street who's getting more carries than Wayne Gallman. I agree with you entirely. I think thirty three dollars is a pretty high price for a piece of a backfield that doesn't seem to be doing anything. And there's the argument that, oh, Danny Dimes looked so nice. Like, obviously, they're going to run the ball more. I mean, Danny Dimes didn't hand the ball off that much. That's not why he looked nice. He looked nice because he was passing the ball. Evan Ingram, he's seeing a t- an uptick. Sterling Shepard, that's an uptick. But uh, I don't know. I agree with you. That's why I didn't even put – I think I put, like, $5 in, and I was like, there's no way I'm getting him. But if I do, that might be the right price. The, the real winner was Ross for driving up the price just simply by uh, by putting out the $32 idea in everyone's head, and that is the reason why Chuck has him for 33 Yeah, so I guess does that make Ross the winner of the week? I, I don't think Ross <laughs> is the winner of the week. We'll get into that, though. He was, he was just lucky to be playing Drew. All right, so let's go to Trash Mountain to start. Is Trash Mountain just what my games are? I did dub this the battle for Trash Mountain. Yeah, um, your, your, your games are Trash Mountain. That's very accurate. Um, well, 
in my defense, I thought that the number one wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers would be, you know, their primary wide receiver. Little did I know that Marquez Valdez-Scantling would sit there and blow up my bench. Uh, yeah, I, I will say, um, I, I think it was questionable that you put Randall Cobb in. I think that was a big uh, uh, mistake. I think I would have advised you against it. Um, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Well, you're not wrong, um, but I'm still going to hold on to him because he's been he's been soaking up some targets. Um, for some reason, Miami decided that they wanted to play football for the first half of uh, last week, but then not the rest of the game. So that didn't go so well for me in either regard. Um, but I, I think the real mistake that I made was one that I even thought about doing. I didn't pick up a player that's playing that was playing on Monday night to throw him in so that I could just, just hope for the best. Um, Tyler Lockett was my last player of the week, and he was my best player of the week. So yeah, he was great. Maybe, maybe there's a thing, and I need to just start picking up players that are playing on Monday night. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, let's see. What did Ken, Ken do well? Ken has something that resembles a team and might maybe put up a couple more wins. I'm starting to soften on my Ken Letary's the worst in the league um, and starting to feel like maybe he's just like, uh, like, like third worst in the league. You know, I, I'm looking here at his uh, at his team, and you know, would you did you ever think that there would be a day that someone could have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers as quarterbacks on their team, and they, neither of them was the number one pickup in the draft? Yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, like to, to Ken's ben, uh, uh, credit, he did drop the Giants' defense, so good job, and and he went out and got Seattle, who's not performing right now. Um, but but was going against a backup in New Orleans. I get it. It at least makes more sense than last week's play. So it didn't work out for him. It actually worked out worse for him this week than it did last week, weirdly enough. But um, at least he's starting to show that, you know, he knows what football is. That's true. And he's still, in a, in a different note, he's still playing two tight ends. But, uh, I mean, he can. It's, yeah. It's weird. No. It's weird, and I don't like it, especially considering where my tight end life is at. But uh, whatever, Ken. You get this one. He might be able to turn one of those tight ends into something more, too, later on in the season. You never know. So, And he's got a couple of guys on the bench that, you know, maybe. So, you know, Ken, maybe maybe I jumped too, too quickly on you for being absolutely terrible, and you're just kind of a mediocre terrible right now. All um, right, let's let's go to the biggest uh, loss of the week, which is Dirty Dave's versus Brian's team, which I don't feel like trying to pronounce. Um, they're terrible. They're bad. Uh, just again, if you look at his team too, it's it's not even like there's like just one guy. I mean, they're just all again mediocre. It's just a mediocre team, um, and Dirty Dave's just put up the points. I mean. Mark Ingram has been a huge pick for him. Just been awesome. Um, Keenan Allen had a killer day. He's going to be great this year. Just going to soak up targets. And uh, Russell Wilson had to play from behind. So, which I think with that defense this year, 
uh, might happen a lot more often than it has in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, Ken, even though he had one of his best game points-wise, if you look at the distribution of points, this is one of his worst games points-wise. Or not points-wise, but, yeah, distribution of points. Um, his, His wide receivers that I've been just sort of ogling uh, did not really perform, with the exception of Keenan Allen, blowing everyone up. Yeah, definitely propped up by some big uh, big performances. Um, but, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter how you win, I guess, because those guys have been, I mean, Keenan Allen and Mark Ingram, at least, have been putting up big numbers this year. So That's keep true. riding them until they don't. I mean, I win by barely getting over 100 points, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter how you win. Um, uh, what about Brian? What can we say about Brian? Um, his team is mediocre. I mean, I don't even think it's bad because it's like I, I get it. I see the guys that he drafted. Um, I see the guy. They're just mediocre. They're just they're fine. So I have I have sources that have told me that Brian Adams is looking to make a game changer trade. He said this week should be the week that Brian Adams is trying to make a crazy trade. So what I want to tell to all of our audience, all of our dozen of fans is don't let Brian Adams shame you into a trade. We all know that's how he does it. He talks you into thinking just so negatively. Do not let him neg you. You, you're a smart person. You're a grown ass man. Make your own decisions. Don't let Brian Adams talk you into a trade. If you'd like to make a trade, um, Marquez Valdez Scantley is on the trading block. So, uh, I'm, I'm receiving offers. Uh, and we're obviously going to leave Ross and Drew's game for the last game. Um, a- after that, though, and even with the Ken and, and Brian's game there, it was kind of a boring week, wasn't it? I mean, it was very clear who was winning fairly early on in a lot of the games, and it just was kind of like, oh, well. I mean, a lot of that comes from this week. There were a lot of players that just blew up, and no one was expecting it. Yeah. Um, and just the way that they're lined up on our teams, uh, I don't have any good players, neither does Ken, um, and so that's why our game was pretty close. But everyone else, it, <laughs> it, it was it was wild. Uh, let's go to Lab Rats and Malcolm's Death Squad next. Let's do it. Uh, so what can we say about this game? Um, Lab Rats last week, I was saying how you know Josh wouldn't have thought that Alvin Kamara could score seven points and win. And I bet Josh wouldn't have thought this week that Alvin Kamara could score 37 and lose and not even put up 120. Um, Just, you know, Godwin doesn't do anything. Gurley, you're just scared about what he is this year and the usage and there's no passing game right now. Um, Vance McDonald, who knows if he's going to play this week. It looks like maybe, but, you know, with the quarterback situation there, do you feel good about that at this point? Um, and then, I mean, with Vance McDonald too, like they just traded to get a new tight end. Um, so but that's because they put, they put uh, Zaya, Xavier Grimble on IR. I mean, fair, but, but I mean, do you trade for a tight end the week that you're looking at Vance McDonald not being able to perform like if he was able to perform would they have made that trade this week or is this this a call to maybe they're worried about it no I I think they do because I mean this the guy that they got I I forget what his name is from Seattle but I mean he's a he's a blocking tight end 
Um, he's a clear number two tight end. I, I don't think that unless something catastrophic happens to Vance McDonald that you're going to hear his name again this year. All right. Well, we'll see who's right on this one. I think Vance uh, McDonald isn't going to do well, isn't going to play this week. Or if he plays, he's going to put up another two-point fiasco. That is entirely possible, but I don't think it's at the cost of the other guy or at the benefit of the other guy. Um, we will see. It is funny that uh, Josh – uh, decided to roll with Lamar Jackson, which I think was the right call, by the way, Josh. So I'm not getting on you for this. But then Deshaun Watson decides that he does know how to be a quarterback and puts up much bigger points than he did last week. So um, kind of a bummer of a play there. And Josh just seems to kind of flip-flopping there. But two-and-one record, he's probably okay. Yeah, and I mean, his bench, his bench outperformed most of his players. Yep, yeah, his bench <laughs> beat himself. <laughs> um, on the other side, Malcolm's team, uh, they're good. I mean, Delvin Cook, Nick Chubb, honestly, I look at that one-two running back punch, um, that's that's as good as anyone has. Uh, Delvin Cook has just been so awesome this year, um, and I just feel like he's going to continue to roll. They clearly want to feed him the ball. Uh, Malcolm's going to feel very, very confident with him on his team. Absolutely. And uh, looking deeper in, look, look, uh, Chark finally showed up this week. Um, so maybe maybe he's got some of that Gardner Minshew magic. That that man, that man is a crazy, crazy wonderful man. <laughs> well, and he's also got Curtis Samuel on his bench too, which is, I, I, he looked really good with Kyle Allen throwing the ball to him. So, um, so he might also be in for uh, kind of a, a better year this year as well. Yeah, Kyle Allen looks really good. It might just be that I'm like comparing it to Cam Newton on a hobbled leg that it's really making him look better. But uh, no, uh, him and uh, uh, Olson, Greg Olson looked really good um, with Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. Yeah, Greg Olson, I think is going to be very good this year. All right, so let's uh, let's shift to Mad Dogs and Natter Days. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chuck just. There were just a couple guys on his team that just didn't do anything. Um, You know, him only getting 10 points from Lev Bell is not going to do it. Um, And then he's got problems at tight end, too. Yeah, it it looks like tight ends are starting to regress to where we all see tight ends all year long. And I don't see a ton on on Chuck's bench. Um, You know, Chris Thompson is never a guy that you get excited about throwing out there. I mean, 14 points this week almost 15 um, is solid, but you just don't get excited about put him in. And, and sometimes he can just like disappear. Especially um, against the Bears defense. That's not a defense that you want to try a risky, risky matchup with. Well then, and also looking down the road, you know, Frank Gore is not going to be the guy who carries the load in Buffalo. So he's going to be having a tough time at running back this year. I think it looks, it certainly looks like it. Um, speaking of tough times at running back, it looks like uh, your brother's uh, going to be heading in for one of those with uh, the news today breaking of Melvin Gordon heading back to camp. It's pro- it's- so it's only going to be for a couple weeks, though, because, I mean, he's got Melvin Gordon on his bench. Um, so it's really going to be when the Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, how are they splitting things gets worked out. Um but, I mean, he's, he's set up, so he's probably got maybe a week or two where he's going to have a bit of a guessing game. Um, but once things get back to normal, he's already got Melvin Gordon, and he's got his backup now, too, who we can see now is elite and will come in and not miss a beat. 
That's fair. That's definitely a good handcuff to have. Yeah. Um, his team performed this week, though. I mean, just kind of everyone came out. Stefan Diggs is the only one, and you can't fault him for putting him in. You got to keep riding with him at least for another couple weeks before you start thinking that something's up and he's not going to be anything this year. Um, but for right now, you got to keep rolling him out. I think. I I agree with you. It. I mean, I'm I'm facing the same choices and with some of my plays, and it's just like, do you do you trust the name that you know can perform? He's got the talent, um, but I mean, it it looks like the Vikings are just a running team this year instead of a passing team. Yeah. Um, also, an exciting news: uh, my brother finally found a quarterback who put up actual points for him. So, congratulations, Josh, on your first week with a real NFL quarterback, or at least the points of a real NFL quarterback. Jury's still out on Jameis Winston whether he can do that week to week. Um, I can see Jameis Winston uh, doing the maybe finishing as uh, middle of the road quarterback by throwing up games like this and uh, single digit games. Yep, I think that's a perfectly fair analysis. All right, now on to my game with Pat. So, watching this game was a lot of fun. Uh, mostly because I didn't realize that, you know, Mike Evans was going to do what he did. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton had a solid game. Greg Olson was awesome. But, I mean, and you never want to root for someone to go down. I'm not that guy. But when Saquon Barkley went off to the sideline uh, and was no longer in the game, that was very exciting for me because then it was kind of like, oh, all right, game's over now. I mean, because Pat doesn't really have a whole lot else that was, you know, going to prop him up. And luckily, it you know, once the whole game shook out, um, you know, Saquon wasn't going to score, what, 65, 67 points or whatever. So um, so it would have worked out anyway, probably. But, uh, but yeah, kind of a rough week for, for Pat. He's going to be scrambling now as well to figure out how to fill that, uh, that void for the next four to eight weeks. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a good week for you. Like, good job. You you made the right calls, and and you even had some bench points to spare. Um, you almost beat them with your bench points too, and that's that that always feels better when you have beaten them truly with your regular points and your bench points. Normally, my bench outscores me, so I don't. Although the one sore point on all of this is that I felt very good about everyone on my team, except once again. Sony Michelle breaks my heart. I'm also very excited about Terry McLaurin, um, who I was able to pick up for a $1 free agent acquisition budget um, after the first week. He looks like he's going to be a very good receiver this year, um, which makes me really excited about my wide receiver depth at this point. I don't blame you. Um, I remember seeing him on the waiver wire, and I was like, he's going to go this week how much like am i willing to drop something it was it was too early for me to let go of some of my guys and uh i definitely missed out there um although with the washington redskins this season who who really knows right yeah absolutely but i mean you got to imagine they're playing from behind they're gonna have to throw and it looks like he's the guy so yeah all right on to the exciting matchup of the week the one that i said last week everyone wins And I'm going to be honest with you, I felt like I lost a little bit. Mostly because I was really excited about the possibility of no undefeated teams. Um, You know, everything was just kind of shaping up. Uh, uh, Ross was kind of having a very uh, kind of pedestrian week. I mean, he did have kind of a pedestrian week. Um, And then 
So little Cooper Cup jumps in and has an amazing game. Yeah, Cooper Cup is, is back to form, and it, it his recovery has been great. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I as I mean, Drew probably did not feel good because he probably does not feel good about anything this season. But he had to feel okay going into that game um, with Odell Beckham up against Cooper Cup and thinking, okay, I think that 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 Odell could get outscored by what, like five or six or something like that. Yeah. Um, and just, I mean, it, it must have been very disappointing to watch that game. Yeah, uh, and Baker Mania wouldn't have helped him either. It it looks like so. I mean, Drew was all, oh, I didn't buy into Baker Mayfield, yada, yada, yada. You have three people, or two people that catch the ball from Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield on your team still at this point. Um, I don't care what you say, your actions are speaking louder than your words, and you love the Browns. And it's a, I mean, his bench situation is a rough situation. And I know that he sent out a message. I don't know if it was a text message or if it was on the Facebook page about calm down guys. I'm, you know, my points aren't that far off. Yada, yada, yada. I believe he's like ninth in points right now, 10th in points right now. Um, so Drew, they are that bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you're going to dig yourself out of this rut. Maybe, maybe Danny Dimes will do it for you. Um, but for Ross's team, well, it wasn't like a spectacular week or anything. It wasn't terrible either. Um, he's finding production when he needs it. Um, I think Chris Carson's going to be okay after hearing um, what Pete Carroll said about him this week. Um, so I, I think that I feel a little bit better about him this week, even though he lost the fumble. Um, and I, I think he'll better days are ahead for him. So, so Ross's team is going to be fine, I think. Are you worried about Carson's, uh, like, with the fumble, are you worried that maybe some of those, uh, that that target volume, those those uh, those rushes get shuffled off somewhere else? I don't think so. Um, mostly because I just, I don't think Rashad Penny is all that good. I mean, he, he's fine. He's, he's, he's acceptable. He's a little banged up right now. Um, and then, who is it, Procise? Um, that's the, the third stringer. Um I just think that Chris Carson's the guy, and if Seattle wants to be anything this year, they need him to be something. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So, for looking ahead to next week, matchups for next week, let's see what the exciting ones are. Oh, you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited for anal and natter days, because one person is going to remain defeated between those two. So we will absolutely still have, we will have an 0-4 team in the league next week, guaranteed. Um, and I I really hope it's true. So Chuck, I'm pulling for you this week. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll have another 0-4 team anyway, because Brian is also playing a game this week. I don't know. The, the NFL might have started buys, but we have not. Fair point. Fair point. And he's playing Josh. I mean, Curtis's team is very good. Um, so, so, it's a tough matchup too um, on top of the fact that it's Brian's team and they will find a way to lose. Yep. Um, what else we got? Got to do winners and losers for the week. Oh, wait, you I, was, do I, was try- I, I wasn't really excited. I'm just saying Brian's team's going to lose. I see. Um, I, see. I, I apologize. No, that's fine. Um, what am I excited? You know, that one's the closest one that looks like the closest matchup too, or those yeah. two both are. 
Um, and really, I want to save, I want to save saying anything about one particular game until I see how it goes down. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, I'll say that uh, my game to watch is Brian's game to watch Brian lose. Yeah, I think that's a good one to li- to watch. Oh fuck! What am I going to name this episode? I feel so bad, and I can't think of three things that Brian has lost. Uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It always comes to me right when I sit there, and I'm like, oh, wait, we never talked about this. Let me figure something out. All right, so winners and losers of the week. So I'm going to start with the loser of the week. Um, and I got to say the loser of the week was Drew. And here's the reason why. Drew's the loser of the week because... He went into that Sunday night game with a chance, with a pretty good chance, and then got taken down by a sizable margin. Um, so, so Drew, you're the loser of the week. Um, and, and quite frankly, you and Brian, you're fighting for loser of the season. So I'm going to say that the losers, my loser of the week really hinges on uh, the one hope that one of these teams had. And that hope was Saquon Barkley. And I think Pat Healy is now making a good, good running towards being one of the hosts this this upcoming season. Um, I mean, with Saquon gone, there's not really much to... There's not much to look at on his team. Like, there wasn't already. There was just Saquon. Um, and now, with that first overall pick... Or, it's not first overall, second overall pick being tossed to the wayside, it's... It's going to be a rough few weeks while, uh, while that ankle heals up. Yep, tough sledding ahead for Pat. I hope he doesn't lose the league, um, and that's not because I'm, I'm cheering for him. I would just like to have the podcast out on a reasonable schedule and not have to wait till the following season to hear any episodes. That is a very good point. <laughs> uh, winner of the week. Um, I, winner of the week's got to be Ken Wicks. His team just looks dangerous um I, I mean i gave a really hard time last week about not paying attention late season just generally making fun of him um but his team is is pretty fiercely built and it's guys who can score in bunches um and so there might be some slow weeks and some low weeks and things like that but um it, it's gonna be guys that are putting up points because i mean 172 you know tops in the league this week um and Ezekiel Elliott only scores 15, 16 points. Um, so it's a, it's a scary team, I think. I think he's, uh, he's built for long-term success. I can see that. I agree. I, I really like Ken's team, um, and I'd love for him to trade me some of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my winner of the week this week is, is you, Shane. Uh, you, you put up a good game. It wasn't very difficult, um, considering the whole, Sa- the whole Saquon thing. But... I mean, you you put yourself ahead, and now at two and one with, I mean, not not a bad amount of points. You're you're getting up there. You're a lot more comfortable than I think both of you both of us thought you would be after the first week of the season. I definitely breathe a sigh of relief this weekend. All right, well, uh, that was an exciting episode. Another great one in the books. Uh, one last thing for me. I'm very excited about facing Ken Letary next week. Uh, after all the terrible things I've said about him and his team, I look forward to being 2-2 two and two next week uh, because something is going to happen and Ken's team will just 
come out of nowhere and have an amazing week, I am sure. Well, so, I, Ken, I, good luck. I, you know, maybe he just defeats the, the bottom dwellers, the people that are terrified of their own team. He's, he takes them out. Um, but on the same vein, Ken, we changed this rule months ago. What, what is the deal? I, like, I was like, why didn't the trade go through? Why does it say I'm waiting for two days? This is stupid. And then I go on Facebook and I see that I'm in a pending trade announcement. What is this, 2018? Come on, Ken. Get your shit together. Um, I'm, I'm going to back Ken up here. He is a teacher. He actually works during the day, doesn't just sit at the computer all the time and and be able to, to check fantasy football. So, Ken, you keep doing that noble work, my friend, and you can wait until 3.30 to approve to trades thrill. I mean, I'm no calendar maker, but I think there have been several days since we made that rule change. Oh, look, Ken, Ken's, you know, we had to redo the draft, like, this is going to be a constant thing throughout the year. We're just going to have to keep reminding him of what his actual job is here. Apparently it's teacher first and commissioner second. It's just, it's very disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> with, with that, um, holy shit, breaking news. <laughs> Yeah, so that was really exciting. Right after we got done with the uh, initial uh, initial taping of the pod, I looked at my phone and, and saw my email, and Pat accepted my trade, which I think was a very fair trade, too. I mean, I, I put a lot up front because I looked at Sony Michelle and said, I don't want him, and LaShawn McCoy, he might break soon. And, you know, who knows what he is when, when Damian Williams comes back. And I can wait for Saquon. All, all fair points. I really think you got to take advantage of a homer wanting to get his hometown boy and get rid of a guy who just went, who who just sprained his leg. And I mean, he he definitely needs to make moves anyway because his right. team his team needs some work. Um, I'm not sure if this is exactly what's going to do it for him, but. Props to you. Good job. Congratulations. I'm excited. At one and two, though, again, I think Pat was in a tough place, and so I wanted to put him in a tougher spot to have to make a decision. Um, And so he did, so I'm thrilled. Uh, I hope Pat's excited, too. Um, And honestly, I don't face Pat anymore, or I might face him at the end of the year, perhaps, but uh, I don't really have to see him again. I don't expect he's going to be in the playoffs, so uh, good luck in the loser's bracket, Pat. Wow. Tough words, tough words, tough trade. Good job. <laughs> looks like, it looks like we both, I'm happy with my trade. You're happy with your trade. Thrilled. Um, it looks like that's all you need is a podcast and you'll be happy with your trades. <laughs> I'm Ray Goulet. That's Shane Yardley over there. Um, that was, that was the loser's corner and we'll see you guys next week. If you still bother listening to this podcast. Um, See ya, and fuck you.